Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is brought to you in part by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the choice for the world's best entrepreneurs, embracing technology to solve some of the greatest challenges. Many successful companies are created by entrepreneurs who took action when they couldn't find something they needed or wanted. That's exactly how the online boutique called The Curvy Shop was born. The founder, Amy Rondo, is here with us to tell us more about The Curvy Shop and the whole industry. Good morning, Amy. Hi there. How are you? We're doing well. Hopefully, you're doing well as well. Good morning, Tara. Good morning. Tara, you know, I'm giving you the right for the first question today. Thank you. Thank you. Granting me the right. I love the name of your online store, The Curvy Shop. It's so Thank fun. Um, tell us your story a little bit about what inspired you to get started with this business. Yeah, you bet. Um, my background, I'm a chartered accountant, so my work has always been office-based, and I've had to have a few different wardrobes to meet my needs, both, yeah, I guess, in and outside of work. Um, I have an autoimmune condition um, that's kind of affected the, the size and shape of my body, so once I found myself shopping for clothing, um, plus-size clothing, um, I've always had a huge love for fashion, um, design, everything, you know, I had covers of Vogue all over my bedroom walls as a teenager, things like mm-hmm. that. Um, but yeah, I found as I started shopping for plus size clothing, um, that love of fashion was starting to die. Nothing fit me properly. It was all really um, dumpy and dowdy and yeah, it just didn't really suit my personality. So I felt like I just have to find something that's good enough almost just to kind of cover, cover up my body. Um, but yeah, I wasn't really excited about shopping and, and just really dreaded anytime I needed anything new. Um, so yeah, I decided to, to do something about it. Um, I had done a lot of um, kind of online research and, and shopping just for myself um, to find things that um, were, you know, more high quality and on trend um, that would, you know, meet the, the needs of, of, my, of my body size. Um, and yeah, I found, you know, there really isn't anything like that in Calgary. We're, and I think even just in general across Canada and, and in North America, we're very limited in terms of what is available for plus size women, you know, if I, I don't know, even something as simple as if I'm at work and my pantyhose gets a run in it or a snag, like I can't just run to the bay and get a new pair of pantyhose that'll fit me. I would have to go to a specialty store or order something online and, you know, hope and pray that it fits and it arrives on time. So, yeah, just something I think that oftentimes, like, you know, straight-sized people don't think about, that it's like, oh, if I needed something, you know, for a special occasion, a vacation, just my general day-to-day life, for plus-size folks, it's just not available on a on-demand basis. So, oftentimes, we are left to, to shop online and, yeah, hope that the thing arrives on time and, and fits properly, so... Yeah, I think just out of my own frustration trying to find clothing, 
I decided to do something about it. Amy, you know, I share your experience. I'm uh, 6'5", 265 pounds this morning, oh, yeah. so <laughs> I'm having some trouble. But I want to go back a little bit in history. And, and since you're a fashionista, I read, and, and you have your blog, if we look a hundred and some years back, plus size was really considered the 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 good people or the the the, f- the fashion people and then in the 70s we got this twiggy girl and everybody had to be like yeah and, <laughs> like like half a uh, half a cucumber <laughs> so, yeah. so how do we get back to people realizing and accepting people that don't look the same and a little bit right. different and and, and 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 they have good character and good personality and 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 the rest mm-hmm. all the sure. other important yeah. things yeah definitely oh this, it's such a multifaceted multi-layered issue but i think i think where a lot of this stems from a, a lot of this sort of fat phobia and this mindset that for it to be fashionable or for someone to be beautiful or attractive that they have to be in a thin body yeah, this really stems from fat phobia and, and from diet culture. Um, and there's so much research that's being done around, you know, the fact that diets don't work. Um, I think it's like almost 100% of diets fail. And if anyone relates back to trying a diet for themselves, yeah, maybe the first few diets are successful. But then over time, you know, our our brain is designed to, it still thinks we're cavemen. And so as soon as we go into starvation mode, our body wants to get us back to nourishing ourselves. Um, And yeah, I think it's, yeah. And it just, it's, you know, tends to kind of snowball out of control from there. But, and I think beyond that, it really boils down to, Sometimes it comes down to like exposure therapy, you know, even in terms of what you're looking at online with social media, um, like there was a lot of statistics that have come out even throughout the pandemic around, you know, now that people are kind of at home more and they've been more isolated, they're going on social media more. There's been a lot of kind of body shaming that's come out through the pandemic around, oh, you're sitting around more, you're going to gain weight, Um You know, and that's leading to a lot higher instances of eating disorder behavior, um, particularly, you know, kind of teenage girls and things like that. So there's so many ways that you can come about it. I think, you know, I think it just boils down to, I mean, there's so many systems that you have to dismantle around body acceptance and it it really it starts even from the point in time that people are in school like little kids are in school around um you know hearing stories about kids that have to get up in front of the whole class and weigh themselves and um you know keep a food diary and things like that like those messages around body shame start at a very young age. I've never heard that. That's so so the question I have for (laughs) you and 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 it seems to me that you're kind of a pioneering here um, with the curvy shop and your and your blog, is it us that we have to um, stand up like Me Too or Black Lives Matters and say, you know what, big people matter and big people are nice and big people are and and ignore all the background noise. I've seen lots of that on social media too. Mm-hmm. They have, I think that people are standing up and have a bigger voice for sure of all sizes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's a huge 
movement around body positivity um, online. There, yeah, there's compared to like say when I was a teenager. Um, there's so many more resources out there so that you can surround yourself by like-minded people who do share in that mindset. And I think too, even for myself, going through my social media and curating it and removing some of those triggering accounts of, you know, celebrities that are highly Photoshopped or have clearly had Mm -hmm. a lot of plastic surgery and it just doesn't represent a realistic view of beauty. Um, And yeah, I I mean, I've followed people of all different sizes, shapes, genders, races, just to even to kind of expose myself to other, other viewpoints on like what, what is attractive because yeah, if you are only seeing the same standard all the time of this, yeah, very Photoshopped, you know, right now the Kardashian body is in, um, which would require yeah, a lot of money and Photoshopping. And <laughs> exactly. A lot of that. surgery. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it's just, it's not, it's not realistic. Um, we have about right, a minute so. before our um, our break here, Amy. Yeah. We're with Amy Rondo, founder of The Curvy Shop. But from a business perspective, on your website, you have a stat that says 68% of North American women are considered plus-sized and very mm-hmm. underrepresented. So why do you think that is? I mean, you usually it's a supply-demand type of ratio yeah. that happens here. Where are businesses falling behind and why? Again, I think it boils all down to that that fat phobic mindset that is in the fashion industry of just, you know, the designers and the brands, they I mean they're missing they're missing out on millions and billions of dollars in sales, but mm-hmm. it's, they don't want to create the space. They don't want to make the space available on their shelves. That's not the body type that they want to dress or the woman that, or man that they want to dress. They want to be associated with that kind of idealistic, you know, body shape and size, which is a thin body. Yeah. So I think it really boils down to them creating the space and, and being welcoming to people of all shapes and sizes. Amy, we have to take a break now uh, and uh, we'll, we'll, kind of continue our discussion about uh, plus size and acceptance uh, and inclusion following the commercial. Our guest today is Amy Rondo, founder of The Curvy Shop. Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is sponsored in part by Canadian Western Bank. Obsessed with your success. It's time to partner with a bank that sees the world the same way you do. Visit cwbank.com. Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is brought to you in part by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the choice for the world's best entrepreneurs, embracing technology to solve some of the greatest challenges. We're back with Amy Rondo, founder of The Curvy Shop. Amy, um, you mentioned earlier in one of your answers that, um, you know, some of the stores do not want to have the plus size. And it surprises me because, uh, as I mentioned, I'm a big guy and I shop usually now in the States in a shop that's called Mm -hmm. uh, Rochester Big and Tall. And what I found there is every designer has clothes or shoes there that fit my size and way bigger than me. I'm considered mm-hmm. over there a tiny guy. Why do you think stores, the, 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 I would say mainstream stores, do not hold those designers for plus people, whether women or men? 
it's not just a women problem it's a man problem as well mm-hmm. yeah I, again I think it boils down to like what do they want to make space for on their shelves so I mean I can share a few examples of you know I, I think there was there was a local boutique that I had approached not long ago um, they were carrying a A product from a brand that I believe comes up to like a five or six X but they were choosing only to carry up to say a larger and extra large so essentially like up to the average and I did ask them you know this this brand is available in extended sizing and inclusive sizing are you going to be carrying their full size range and they said no we're we're not we're a small business and I respect that like from an accounting and finance standpoint I understand you have to decide where your dollars are going to go but could you also consider oh maybe I don't need all of the extra smalls and smalls maybe I could open that up and add some more in at the higher end of the size range to be more inclusive to everyone um, I think too we've seen with some brands like there was a petition that I had launched earlier in the year to a brand called loft they don't have any stores in Calgary I think they have a store in Edmonton and and but they're mostly in the US they're owned by the Ann Taylor group um, they had launched a plus size line and I thought that it was was doing quite well like that's I mean I was buying almost all of my work where there but They decided to discontinue that line and, and they were citing you know well this line isn't performing but on the flip side they were not offering those products in stores it was only available online but then any so if a customer received a shipment um, it didn't fit properly they could take the order back to the store for a refund or send it back in the mail but So I think they were seeing all of these returns coming into the store and seeing, oh, people are returning so much stuff, this isn't working. But again, on the flip mm-hmm. side, if you took away some of the smaller sizes and made room for everyone so that someone like me could come into the store, try things on, decide what I want to buy right then and there, instead of, again, hiding at home and, you know, ordering, oh, I'm just going to order a bunch of stuff and see what fits. And then if it doesn't, I'll just return it. So again, I think it boils down to creating that space. On your, uh, one of your, your blog posts, I was reading about the fat tax that you were talking mm. about and some um, discrimination that's happening with uh, the plus size clothing. Can you describe what's going on there that, I mean, I think, I think there's a woman tax. It seems like everything from yeah. razors and <laughs> the pink tax, I think it's called is yeah. more expensive than men's, but what's happening in that plus size industry and, and what are people saying about it? Yeah, I think what this uh, came down to, this uh, this all started up again earlier in the year. Some folks were seeing that um, certain brands, I think it, one in particular was Old Navy, where they were offering extended sizes, again, only online, um, but those products were priced higher than the street size clothing, and they also were not being offered the same sales and promotions. So if it's like, oh, all women's clothing is on sale this weekend, it's all 30% off, in the fine print, it would say this is only straight size clothing. This does not apply to plus sized items. Mm. So um, another blogger from Canada, she started a letter writing campaign 
too old maybe about this. Um, and they actually, they, they reverse their policy. So if you've seen the commercials with A.D. Bryant um, or any of, of that campaign, they have now, I think because of this, and there, yeah, it was just kind of such a, such an outcry about this, um, they have extended their sizing in stores. So I think everything up to a size 28 is available in store. It's priced the same um, same promotion. So there isn't that kind of, oh, here you get like the dark, dusty corner of the store and all of the mm. smaller sizes are at the front. It's all just included together in women's clothing. Right now, your your store is online. Have you ever considered having a physical space, a retail space? I would love to, uh, if there are any angel investors listening that that, that would like to invest with me, um, that would be my ultimate goal is, yeah, to have, you know, really fun boutiques. Um, I mean, everywhere in the world, I would love to expand. And yeah, I think my long-term goal is basically, yeah, to have that kind of one-stop shop where if you need a pair of underwear or you need a suit or a dress or anything that you can come in and get that pantyhose one of my boutiques (laughs) pantyhose yes (laughs) i want to ask one more question amy how do we make the mainstream big companies or big uh, stores understand and bring the double x triple well double x is regular triple x 4x 5x to the stores especially mm-hmm. when when you mentioned that uh, and i i don't know the statistic about men but we don't seem to be too thin as well uh, yeah. as a men population in north america so how do we make stores and i don't want to mention names but you know the big stores how we make them understand that it's a big market that they should yeah well yeah and and to go to your point i i should include yeah as well like this is an issue that impacts men as well that yeah i mean your choices would be fairly limited so that is a part of my long-term roadmap is to expand into um, men's clothing as well um i think there's a few different ways i mean we vote with our dollars ultimately so if a store doesn't meet my needs um i'm not going to shop there um, I think there's a lot of other ways, you know, that you can you can use the power of, of social media like I have um, and other influencers have done um, to include and to encourage brands to change. Um, so, yeah, whether it's, you know, messaging them through Facebook, sending emails, I think the more that they hear from people and more people speak up, um, you know, hopefully they'll be inclined to change. And yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, they're ultimately business people. So um, the the stats are right there. The numbers are in front of them. Um, this is a multi-billion dollar market and it's growing at a faster rate than street size fashion is. So as we're seeing the retail world change with, um, you know, people expecting things to be more on demand and, oh, I can just order it from Amazon and it will arrive the next day. I think, yeah, companies do need to change how they look at their business models in order to stay relevant. So if you are cutting out an entire, like the majority of the population, you're really limiting your opportunities for, for long-term growth too. So yeah, hopefully they 
have some good accountants like me that are that are paying attention to the numbers <laughs> and me building that business case. Amy, we have about a minute. I want to take you completely to a different place. Sure. Uh, you have many years of volunteer experience in the nonprofit mm-hmm. sector and You are recognized uh, with a distinguished uh, service award by the CPL of Alberta in 2018. And you are a member of the uh, planning committee for the Women Plus Wealth Gala. What's Women Plus yes. Wealth, Wealth Gala? Yeah. So the Women in Wealth Gala, um, that has been uh, hosting events in Edmonton and Calgary over the last few years, um, really to inspire women. Um, everything that we do is in support of the Canadian Women's Foundation. Um, I should note as well, this month is um, Domestic Violence Awareness Month, so I definitely encourage people to, you know, look at the Canadian Women's Foundation's, um, their social media. They've had a lot of campaigns out around, you know, making people aware of the different aspects of domestic violence, that it's not always just physical violence. Um, what you can do if you are in need of help and, and using that signal for help and what that means. Um, our tickets also went on sale for our 2022 events on Monday. Um, our keynote speaker this year is Catherine O'Hara. So we're very excited that Moira oh, Rose is coming to Alberta. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we'll also have performances from Priyanka, who was uh, the winner of Canada's first Uh, drag race competition. So yeah, those tickets are available on sale um, for the events in Calgary and Edmonton in 2022. Amy, thank you so much for joining us. So just let us know, what's your website for The Curvy Shop? Yeah, our, the website is shopthecurvy.com and all of our social media platforms are at shopthecurvy. That's perfect. So if you're looking for some fashionable plus size wear, then you can check that out. Thank you again, Amy Rondo, founder of The Curvy Shop. Thanks for having me. Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is sponsored in part by Canadian Western Bank. Obsessed with your success. It's time to partner with a bank that sees the world the same way you do. Visit cwbank.com.